0: Well, thank you so much for joining another edition of Navigating Life with Coach Lowe. Today we have another D.O.P. in the house, another daughter of Promise. She uh, is Alicia Forbes and she is also on the book with me right here, Promise, God's Assurance on the Cross of Our Crown. So Thank you so much, Alicia, for joining me today. I just want to welcome you and ask you to introduce yourself to our audience.
1: Yes, Lalisa, thank you so much for inviting me. Um, I'm so thankful for this opportunity to be in your podcast. So my name is Alicia Forbes, and um, I live in the Arlington, uh, Texas area. I have two children. Um, I'm also married, a a girl, a younger girl and a boy and my dog TJ. So, and basically um, we, I I co-wrote the book with, um, with Lolita and um, I'm so happy to be here.
0: Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) I am more than excited to have you. So I, um, I wanted to, I was, I was reading your story. We have our author copies and that made me so happy. So (laughs) um, I, I first just wanted you to share, like, when you thought about this anthology, we're talking about 130 women. What was your
1: motivation for saying yes? You know um my motivation basically for saying yes is that i want to share my story because I, ne- I never know who that can help like my section of the story who that can help and i really think in this time of the um the pandemic that's going on that my part of the story was unfair and there's so many people out there that have fear in their life. And I really think by sharing that particular story would be helpful. And also I'm praying that it also lead someone to Christ also.
0: Yeah. Awesome. 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 Yes. So I, I love that because I agree. Um, this pandemic has been very, very serious, but God has still been good, right? Let's see, yes. We accomplished a great feat in producing such an amazing work through Christ Jesus. And so in the middle of a pandemic, we can see the hand of God and his concern yes. for humanity, right? Yes. Because he used 130 women. To come yes. together under the uh, leadership of Dr. Kimberly Ellison to yes. pull this thing together, and it was just fantastic without a hitch, right? <laughs> I mean, yes. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Yes. Amazing.
1: So that's a great
0: I was. I was reading your story, and the opening was so powerful. So I just wanted to share that and and just ask you to expound on it for me. So. Um. It says, I opened the door to the enemy, my upbringing, who I was listening to, and what I believed and said were framing my future. Oh, my God. Yes.
1: Girl, tell us more. (laughs) Yes. So basically, uh, there was a time in my life, basically, when I had the wrong people in my ears. I was listening to the wrong people and listening to those people created in me a fear anxiety um within myself by just listening to them and not only that because i had the wrong people in my ears i was not doing you know things the right way according to the word of god and that create because in my opinion when you well not so much my opinion because even in the the Bible says that if you're your environment who you're wrong you know and if it's not the right environment that could cause you to go down the wrong path or you know or listen to the wrong things. so basically i feel that i was just exposed i was exposing myself to listening and putting those things into my heart and repeating them and by repeating them it opened the door for the enemy um fear and it just overtook me at that time in my life. So, yeah. Okay.
0: So when I heard you talking, I heard that bad company corrupts good character. That's what profit is bad corrupts good character. And so as I was thinking about that, I was just thinking about the power of influence, right? The people that we say yes to and what their purpose is, because first of all, While God has a plan for our lives, so does the enemy, right?
1: Yes. And so
0: we cannot get that twisted. So when we are walking out our lives, we must be very, very careful in terms of the people that we lock arms with, the people that we link up with, because whatever the spirit is on them, it will influence
1: you exactly.
0: even in our even if we are strong in faith even if jesus is even when jesus is lord there can still mm-hmm. be influence we give and take from each other in relationship
1: right exactly yeah exactly. so
0: it's so it's important for us to be uh cognizant of who is in our lives the other thing that you mentioned was that the words that you were speaking over yourself were bringing death and producing anxiety within you. I said, wow, that was, that was powerful. But I was just like, what was happening? Jesus.
1: (laughs) So so tell us more. So basically, so I was listening to, um, it was family members. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, most of them was family member and a few friends, but most of it was family member. And to go back a little, see, go, to go back a little in my life. So I did not, I was not raised in church, right? Right. Um, and because I was not raised in church, I did not have that biblical background or that biblical basis to know what was right and what was wrong. So basically, if, you, if I have family members that's close and dear to me, repeating stuff and that is older than me, and I'm younger, right. I'm going to think that they're right, right. Right. So, but at that time I did not, I, I, I felt that it wasn't right, but I wasn't like a hundred percent sure. But at the same time, I want to respect my elders and listen to what they're telling me and, and, and go and run with that. So mm-hmm. because, you know, I, I'm thinking that they know better, but as I'm sitting here today, now I realize that they did not know better. I think, you know, <laughs> I'm, I would say I'm farther along because I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and I attend church on a regular basis, I'm, and I, I am in my word, so I know better now. So looking back, what they were saying to me was not the right, you know, it was not right. It was not biblical, and at that time, I did not know to line up what they were saying with the word to see if it was true. So, you know, it, the things that they were saying, it was, um, you know, like I mentioned, so back i'm from guyana right mm-hmm. which is in south america yeah and back there in guyana it, that culture believe in a lot of things that are not godly so to speak so, so let's
0: and, so let me interject for a second okay so help my audience understand what the belief systems are in guyana versus here in the u.s
1: okay so so i'm speaking about you know back then because i haven't gone back there in a while but they believe in a lot of like hinduism and basically false gods not jesus christ as lord and savior so and then i did i was not raised in the church i never went to church a lot if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. So with with me not knowing and I'm listening to my elders and they're telling me what they're telling me, I'm taking that as truth and run with it until I got older and got in the word and said, Oh, so this is what created that moment of fear that I had back years ago, because I was listening to that, putting it in my heart and then repeating back those things, which I I don't think is a wise idea. Sometimes it's not wise to repeat what the enemy said, if that makes sense. His mouth wise <laughs> <laughs> so so, because of what was being said, it opened up that door, and i I also think what also contributed to the fear and the and the anxiety is that at that moment in my life too, when this happened, there was a lot of mistake in place my father-in law he was sick, um our business was going through a little rough time um there was so much things that what that was happening and then also listen to family members and then re- and me repeating the negative mm. i think that opened up the door too okay you know because okay. having these issues having these things happening um you know and worrying and and doubting which is also a part of fear also opened up that door for the enemy to come in and then speaking to family members and t- repeating back to them oh this is what's going on in my life and they're feeding me negative not the word yeah open up that door and enemy came in I don't well, know if- that's,
0: so that's so that's really interesting because older doesn't always mean wiser right
1: Ah, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's correct. Right. Yes. So
0: you know, we all need a savior. And so it doesn't matter how old you are. And that is one of the things that I talk about in the book is the importance of Jesus being Lord of your life, not just savior, but the older people used to always call salvation. Um, fire insurance. So you would not going in hell, right? <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So fire insurance is good, but then mm-hmm. you still need someone to guide you. Exactly. And that is why we need Jesus to be Lord. So I am so grateful that you found him for yourself and Ultimately, as I read your story, I learned that things change, but let's focus a little bit on the fear factor, right? Okay. So you talked about uh, how you struggled with fear. So help me to understand a couple of things that happened in your life where fear stopped you from achieving the goal.
1: Um, so, fear starting from a few So, for you know, for example, um, going on an interview, th- and this was between when this fair was happening. We were having some struggles in our business, right? So mm-hmm. at that time, I was going out interviewing for jobs j- just until the business pickup. So in that case, like going out for different interviews, I was fearful that, Oh my goodness, I haven't worked in so many years. You know, what, what are they going to say? Why do I have this gap? So that was a, a form of fear. So the jobs that I wanted to go for, I didn't went for them. Um, but I went for the one that I think that I would receive, which was working for Hilton. Um, because those kind of jobs, in my opinion is easier um they would hire anyone so that was that's an example where like fair creeping because it's like oh my goodness we have to pay the bills the business is not performing the way we want it to i need to go get a job until things pick up but i was fearful to go to get a job in in that field that i went to school for if that makes sense so that was like a like a one example of you know how fair stop me from going to achieve where, you know, far that I want to go. I don't know if that makes sense, but. Yeah,
0: so it actually, (laughs) it does make sense because what I hear you saying is that you had the potential to be much more, to do much more, to contribute much more as it related Mm -hmm. to who you are in purpose. But Mm -hmm. you did not go for that. You went for the low hanging fruit. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and, but even in fear. the low-hanging fruit, know that God provided it. Yes. So, you know, yes. uh, what I am grateful for is that while you were fearful, you did something afraid. You still yes. did something. So mm-hmm. it didn't totally stop you. It just made you compromise a little bit. You, because you had much more to give, there was much more that you could have contributed. You could have gone for um, the things that perhaps you thought were unreachable. Yes. And so the fear caused you to not go for those things. And I just, it, it's interesting how we go through different things in life. And mm-hmm. I could only imagine that there are people right now in the midst of this world pandemic that mm-hmm. are having that same struggle. It's like, yes. okay, well, I know what I have the capacity to do, but here is what is available. Well, mm-hmm. God's want God wants to see if we're willing to wait on the promise, right? Yes. Yes. So share with the audience, what is, what is the promise that you held on to in the midst of everything that was going on, what was it that kept you? What was the the word of God that you said, okay, I'm hanging on to this word, and this Mm -hmm. is what I'm going to stand on to give me courage, to encourage me, to help me to be confident and bold in the things that I need to do. What was that scripture? So the scripture,
1: my favorite scripture um even though i wasn't able to put use that one because you know um but my scripture is isaiah 41 10 to be honest with you okay. <laughs> that's my favorite scripture where it says do not be afraid for do not be afraid for i am with you do not be discouraged for i'm your god you know that's my favorite scripture and that's the scripture that i hold i held on to i still hold on to it today is mm-hmm. uh, isaiah forty one ten because in the bible it says god tell us to do not be afraid and do not be discouraged because he you know he's our god and he's going to be with us and he's going to hold us up with his right hand so like even today you know i always that's my favorite scripture i hold on to that scripture isaiah 41 10 and i held on to it and i'm still holding on it today because in his word he said it himself do not be afraid so that's the scripture that you know that keeps me going you know because in life you know, yeah, I, have, I, I had a moment of fear then, but in life, you know, we're gonna still have things that may come up, um, you know, and the Bible said, do not be afraid, but things is gonna try to creep in every now and then. And that would come to my head, Isaiah 41, 10, do not be afraid because I'm with you. And that's the first part of the verse that I'm mentioning,
0: yeah. Awesome, awesome, yeah. awesome. I love it. And I, you know, let me ask you this. So you, so, you know, that scripture, that is Mm -hmm. the word that keeps you, it keeps Mm -hmm. your feet solid in Christ, Mm -hmm. right? Where Mm -hmm. fear is concerned. Mm -hmm. Now, for the sake of the person that would be listening and they're saying, well, sometimes I'm confident and other times fear still comes up. Mm -hmm. What would you say to that person? Do you ever still feel challenged by the fear that you faced? Even like back then Mm -hmm. when, um, when you were going through some life experiences that Mm -hmm. caused you to, um, to compromise because of fear, not be, and being Mm -hmm. unsure, uncertain Mm -hmm. about what was going to be the outcome of your situation. Mm -hmm. So What would you say to someone that says, yeah, I know that scripture too, and sometimes it encourages me, but I still deal with fear. What would you say to that person?
1: You know what I would say? So, okay, you know the scripture, but sometimes you still deal with it. I would say to go and put on worship music, or even if you can't, if you're not close to music or whatever, just lift up your hands and just pray is God. And I'm talking from experience. Just lift your hands and worship God and praise God and tell him how great he is, what an awesome God he is, and just praise him. And then slowly but surely, because your mind came off of that fear, you stopped focusing on whatever that that's making you fearful. And all of a sudden, you get into this whole big praise thing, and you completely forgot that you, that you were fearful or something a minute ago or how long ago it was, because it just took over. That's what I would Encourage that person to do is to just totally just start praising God
0: Right. Well, the Bible says to put on a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, right? Exactly. And if we could be honest fear is a very very heavy-duty kind of situation, right?
1: Yes, yes, it is Okay,
0: so so you said that you so you're so you're married so when you were going through this situation how did your level of fear, how did that affect your spouse, if at all? Or has that ever even been
1: discussed? Um, I'm trying to put that. So basically with that, he was more telling me the word, the word. You need to listen to the word, follow the word, do the word. But you see, you have, you have to understand that he grew up in church oh okay. he had that foundation and he would always send me back to the word the word the word stop listening to those people that you're associating with. stop listening It's negative blah, 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 you know et cetera, et cetera. so he would push me back to the word but me not having that foundation and and i still think it's because of the you know back then i didn't have you know but i'm farther now than that i was just out of my <laughs> with and with it but he was encouraging me you have to stay in where you have to go back to the word because this is what the word says so he was totally fine in a sense of with his stability but he was concerned about me and i need to get into the word and stand on what god's promises mention in the bible so yeah that's how that played out yeah he was just telling me
0: that's so. That's so awesome because yeah. uh, the Bible says that two are better than one because when yes. one falls, the other is there to lift you up, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. so you know, when I think about marriage, and I think about I was married for fourteen years, and me and my former spouse, we were together for eighteen years. And Mm -hmm. as a single again, I would have to say if there was anything that I missed about being married, it is about the oneness and the unity and the support Mm -hmm. that you have with one another because those seasons and those times will come. In the midst Mm -hmm. of this pandemic, there Mm -hmm. are a lot of marriages that are up against some things because Mm -hmm. of the fear factor, because we're being pushed to do some things that we have never done before. We are Mm -hmm. spending time with our families at a rate that we have never done before. So Mm -hmm. God has, even though God did not send the pandemic, I believe that God is using it to sharpen humanity, to help us to really look at our lives and how to really value what matters. And what I heard you say was, I was over here being fearful, but my man had my back. He over here encouraged me like, baby, you can't be listening to these. Exactly. So I I just applaud him for that because not all husbands will get involved. And so Mm -hmm. I am, I'm grateful that you have that, my friend. I am grateful that you had that encouragement. And so today, so you are in a different space today. You yes. are thriving. So did the business pick back up? Would tell us what the outcome was of that circumstance that you that had you in a space where you were like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. So I'm gonna take this low-hanging fruit and what happened next? How did you get? to here? How did you land where you are today? And what was the outcome of your situation?
1: So basically, going back to my husband saying, you need to be in the Word, you need to, you know, not listen to these people, Uh, you know, of course. So eventually over time, I listen because you know that's my spouse i got into the word more i start attending church more often than normal and being in the word more than normal um well not more well i would say back then more than normal because it was sporadic <laughs> you know just one day picking up my bible or sometimes it was sitting there until sunday came up and be like did anybody see my bible you know <laughs> one of those things so but i got better over time with being in the word every day um praying to god and getting directions from you know getting direction from god and it got to the it got to a point where as i was working this job my husband was working in the the business bringing it up eventually over time the business started to flourish um because and this is my opinion i i I feel that it began to flourish because now i was stable because both of us has to be you know on one accord and be stable so as I start doing my part in the word, getting to church more often, and um, um, praying and seeking God more often, eventually over time, things or business start to flourish. And then, of course, it flourished to the point where I needed to I couldn't just do it part time if that makes sense, because I was working outside and then doing that part-time. It got to the point where I had to come back in and do it full-time because it was so much going on. And because of that, with God's grace and goodness and mercy, and maybe me in on one accord, and um, I, I would say disassociating myself from those people, I still talk to them, but limit exposure. Mm-hmm. Just limited exposure, and today with the new phones, you know, you could <laughs> call, I call ID, do not disturb, send them to voicemail, all of that. You know, I basically create around me the space that I want and the peace that I want. So, because I made a decision to, you know, disassociate myself and limit my exposure and be in the word more often, and um, and And I'm trying to think how to say this. And basically, I don't want to say, I'm trying to find the right word, but basically listen to the head of the household and just, you need to-
0: (laughs) Oh, you can say it. It's not a dirty word. It's called- I
1: was looking for for a word, but I couldn't think of it. Yes, that. Things start to flow better. Say it out loud. I want to hear you say it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So, so, yeah. so,
0: so submission is a beautiful thing when it is done yeah. effectively. Um it does not sound like your husband is one to try to lord over you or any of that. Mm-hmm. It sounds like he was a supporter to you. Yes. Uh the the Amos 3 3 in the Bible says, How can two walk together lest they agree, right? Yes, exactly. So it is the power of agreement. When I'm mm-hmm. listening to your story, the power of agreement caused mm-hmm. you to uh, to become a, a grand uh, expression of business and love and marriage and family. And all of these things began to flourish because you said yes to God, yes. because you said yes yeah. to submission, because yeah. you said yes to your money. <laughs> You yes. know? And so that is really what God desires from us. So I just applaud you. I applaud you. Mm-hmm. I applaud you because not all women understand the power of agreement, but yeah. not all women have a strong man that is willing to allow them to be who they are and just support them as they take their baby steps in the exactly. right direction. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, Thank God for husbands with patience.
1: Yay. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> so. Yeah, he was very patient with me because, you know, he he understood that I did not come from that background. I did not grow up into that background. So he gave me time to come around. But at the same time, like I mentioned earlier to you, some of these people that were speaking, these things were family member. So he, had, he wanted to be tactful. He did not want me to also um, not deal with my family because at the end of the day, that's my family, if that makes sense. So it it was one of those things that I had to, yeah, come around and yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, that's good. Um, because so you guys were coming to a place where you were walking together and for your husband to not want to cause disunity or division in Mm -hmm. your family, that is huge you know yeah. and oh so i just i'm i'm so happy for you <laughs> i'm so happy for you because again like i said not everyone has that and you yeah. did and it has caused you guys to be blessed and to flourish and Thank so you. i pray that <laughs> someone that is listening to this podcast i hope that they will hear the importance of unity, the importance of not allowing the enemy to cause fear yeah. and anxiety, but to trust the Lord with all your heart and to lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all our ways so that he can direct our path. And that's what you did. Yes. You, yes, put exactly. what you saw the kingdom of God and everything else came after that. Isn't exactly. that the instruction of the Lord? Exactly.
1: Because exactly. he said to put his his house, his kingdom first. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly.
0: So, so yeah. God is so faithful and, and you are just just a sweet, sweet light. Oh, and so thank I just, you. I thank you for uh for sharing with us. Before we uh leave, I would like for you to just share with someone who is listening that may be in a situation where they are just hopeless and though we know as believers that mm-hmm. Jesus is the anchor mm-hmm. of our lives the anchor of our hope some people yeah. even in Christ still you lose hope depending on yeah. what's happening in their circumstance so mm-hmm. to the person who may be struggling with anxiety who may be challenged mm-hmm. by fear um invading their thought life uh Mm -hmm. to the person who may just not know what to do and so they have just been stunted and they won't move because Mm -hmm. they're afraid to make the wrong decision Mm -hmm. can you speak to that person and give them a light of encouragement
1: yeah so you know like you mentioned earlier like they're stuck or they're just afraid they just don't know what to do the first thing if they do not know jesus that that's what i would suggest is the first thing they would need to do is to surrender and accept the lord jesus you know as their lord and savior and the next thing is is to get into the word and look up things wherein it talks about worry and anxiety and fear because surprisingly the bible has talked about it like every topic. And just get in that word and find, I would always encourage, if you don't have someone in your life, like a mentor, a mentor who's um, God-fearing, who can speak life into you, find, you know, find find an individual like that and the other thing i would say once you look into the bible and you find scriptures and you meditate on those scriptures when the enemy because the enemy he's gonna come talking and he's gonna come bring in whatever you're fearful of open up your mouth and speak that word against the enemy because when you're silent you're gonna bury yourself more deeper, deeper into fear. But if you know those scriptures and use those scriptures against the enemy, he's gonna um, leave you. And, you know, not to say he's not gonna come back. So that's why, you know, in the Bible, it says we have to stay alert. So th- th- that's what I would encourage them, first of all, to know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. Make him Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. Find scriptures where it talks about fear, maybe two or three, and meditate on those scriptures. And when the enemy can try to come, You know come towards you with fear or speaking fear into your heart open up your mind because i realize there's an experience once you're silent you bury yourself deeper and deeper into that fear that anxiety that panic um but when you open up your mouth and say no devil you know isaiah 41 10 say this, do not be afraid. You know, I'm a child of God. And, you know, and then also, like, finding out who, who you are in Christ. That, I know I'm giving a mouthful, but finding out who you are in Christ, because that's the other thing. I I, I did not have a clear knowledge of who I am in Christ. Mm-hmm. And when you don't know that, the enemy is going to beat you up so bad with so many, say you know, you could say fair. But if you know who you are in Christ, if you know what the word says, and when he come against you and sort of keep your mouth shut, open up your mouth and speak god words against him you know he's gonna flee and run so that's what i would encourage them you know that individual to do i know this a lot
0: (laughs) you you know what that was a lot but god gave us scripture to sum up what you just said the Mm -hmm. instruction is submit yourself to god resist the Mm -hmm. devil and he will flee so in our submission to god it is what you said it is reminding the enemy that your god is greater than him and you don't exactly. have to submit to him you do exactly. submit to god and that is when he he has to go he has to go to the tr- he has mm-hmm. to go away from the truth because he's a liar and exactly. so all of the turmoil and all of the changes that we go through in the battlefields of the mind Mm-hmm. Those things come a lot of that warfare that we're experiencing. The enemy is stirring that stuff up. All of our thoughts don't come from us. All of That's our it. thoughts don't come from what we hear from other people, but there is a spirit at work mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there is the yes. spirit the spirit yeah. of Satan that is mm-hmm. at work, so we have to learn how to um how to ask God to help us to discern. Who is in operation? Because mm-hmm. sometimes we call them what God is using to sharpen mm-hmm. us, the enemy, and we mm-hmm. call them what the enemy doing good. Like, yeah. is what God, yeah. so we have to, we have to. Seek the Lord for discernment. So, thank you so much, Alicia. Thank no you, thank you. I'm so I'm happy so to uh, to have you here with me. Yes. I um I ask that you share with the audience if if someone wanted to reach out to you and just understand a little bit more about what your process was, or if they mm-hmm. were looking for a mentor or mm-hmm. whatever they have questions. Mm-hmm what is your website and please share your your social media handles
1: yeah sure well thank you so much this was a great i enjoyed this um so um if anyone is looking to reach out to me they can find me um i'm on instagram facebook and LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter, but I would not say Twitter for now (laughs) because I'm not very active on there. I'm very active on Instagram. That would be the best um, way to reach me. And that's at Forbes Enterprises with an S. Um, That's my handle. So Forbes, like Forbes Magazine, F-O-R-B-E-S Enterprises. And um, also my website is www.aliciaforbesbooks.com. That's another way they can reach out to me.
0: Yes. Okay. Awesome. 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 Alicia, I (laughs) just want to say thank you again. Thank you so much for enlightening myself and our audience. Uh, It has been a pleasure uh, to get to know you on another level. It has been a pleasure to have our stories in the same book. Yay. So, yes, yes, <laughs> we are yes. winning yes we are winning so thank yeah. you so much have yeah. a good evening and i look forward to talking to you soon yes bye
1: thank you so much all right, all all right. right.
0: You, 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 you.